You're listening to The Blank Page Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Patterson, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. This is a space where I get to talk to creatives, entrepreneurs, and storytellers about what it means to be on a creative path, how to deal with the high highs and the low lows, and how to stay well along the way. As a creative myself, I am no stranger to riding the roller coaster, discreetly crying on the subway slash not so discreetly crying in my car, getting in my head, focusing on results, and just not having a good time. So my hope for this show is to create a community where we can all come together, lift each other up, remind each other to have fun, and feel fortified in returning to that proverbial blank page again and again. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy today's episode. Hi, friends. Welcome to the final blank page episode of the decade and of the year 2019. Um, I hope that you guys have had beautiful holidays thus far. As I've said many times, I know holidays can be tricky, but I hope that yours have been pretty magical. Um, So in this episode, I sit down with my main squeeze, Mr. JGG, and we just kind of reflect on the past decade and on 2019 and set some intentions. We even pull some animal spirit cards. Um, We read the things from the guidebook. And then I was like, well, um, you know, when you pull one of the cards there, it comes with a guidebook. And we read aloud the portions from the guidebook to each other in the recording. And then I was like, I think that's a muy big copyright issue. So we've since taken that out. But um, highly recommend the Animal Spirit deck. Myself and many of my friends have found it to be super beautiful, helpful guidance and imagery. But yeah, so this is just a sesh where John and I sit down and dish a little on our holidays and, um, you know, the things that have worked and the lessons that we've learned over the past year and the past 10 years and what we're hoping for going forward. I personally am feeling so psyched on 2020. I just feel this peaceful calm that it's it's all coming. It's all going to be so good. And um just feeling so grateful for all that has happened in the past decade. And um, I know that so much good will happen in the coming decade. I mean, gosh, so exciting. I've already got some super cool guests lined up for this show for you guys in 2020. I'm so excited to sit down with so many inspiring people, old friends and new, and um, excited to get more uh, diversity in all realms and have people who, you know, I've had so many actors on here, but so many people who are doing more than acting and entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, I just, I love talking about the creative spark and the universality of all of it. So, yeah. And to those of you who are new to this space, who came to me through uh, Lacey Phillips Expanded podcast, welcome. Thank you for being here. I'm so grateful to be in that work with you guys. Y'all know I love that to be magnetic work. I already feel like it's bringing me some magic in 2020. I just feel so at peace and calm about my dreams coming true. And I'm going to ride that out while I feel that way. And uh, I got to say, I can't say there's some stuff that I can't share yet, but some of the guests who've already been on this podcast have some seriously exciting magic coming through in 2020. So follow all of them if you don't already, if you want massive inspiration. But I am wishing you the happiest new year. I hope that you you know, have an evening full of not too many expectations and a lot of spontaneous fun. And I am so grateful to be in this space creating and dreaming alongside you. I hope that you enjoy this rambly, potentially, um, you know, couples therapy (laughs) sounding session between Mr. John Garrett Greer and myself. Wow. Live from our living room. It's a 2019 recap slash 2020 intention setting session. Whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I'm here with Mr. John Garrett Greer. Hi. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my life partner. 
I did maybe picture you as a frog singing that just now. Oh, cute. Well. <laughs> great, great. Thank you. Moving Wonderful. On. Hopefully these cats don't cause too much trouble. It's going to happen. I know. Just w- when you know it's going to happen, it's okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or just like don't have any expectations about it either way. Look at that. We just set our first intention. Perfect. Wow. Well, yesterday was our one year LA-versary. Cute. I guess mm, it was the day that we touched down that we moved here. So yeah. we stayed with my mom for what, like two or three days. And then we officially moved on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Oh, man. You're, you're being really uh, particular about it. So you're counting the, the 29th as not the official day because we were not residents. Of I it. think it was the official day. I'm just oh, okay. because they took splitting us, hairs. They took us straight to our sublet after we touched down. So I think it's, I think it's official. Yeah, I guess it is official. Shakespeare, don't you do it. Well, we're wrapping up holidays. We had a beautiful Christmas in Oregon. So much fun. And we did like a crazy road trip, which bonus of living in L.A., honestly. We drove, you know, we always used to do the six-hour flight from New York. And this Mm -hmm. time it was nice because we got to see a lot of family. We uh, stopped in the Bay and saw both sets of John's parents. Because if anyone's seen that movie, Four Christmases, that's us. Our reality. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Except with, with a lot less hijinks. Yeah, I guess so. This year, anyway. Who's to say? Yeah. Then we went up to Oregon and spent it with my paternal grandparents. And it was so, so nice. We played a lot of games. Um, It was um, a week of um, taking in far more calories than necessary. uh, Playing lots of games. mm -hmm. Lots and lots and lots of games. Yeah. And just, you know, drinking. Having a good time. Having a good time. Feeding deer. Yep. And then we drove back through my college town, Chico, which was like, we're on our way out and um, we stopped at this coffee shop called Bidwell Perk and out comes my best friend from college who happens to live in New York City with her husband. We're friends with them and her mom and her baby daughter. And it was just like, that was the biggest god wink i think maybe one of the biggest god winks of my life it was crazy i got out of the car even though i shouldn't have yeah <laughs> no you you attempted to get out of the mm. car while you were the driver mm-hmm. and you were completely blocking the road well and i was being the uh, grandma in the situation i was like wait just park the car maybe first. the person behind me needed to have compassion for the fact that this was an otherworldly moment point of order it was a person directly in front of you Oh, right. If I remember right. correctly. Um, it's okay. I'll I'll gladly always be the voice of consciousness oh my God. for you when you think it's okay to exit the car as the driver oh while still running. But yeah, we did that. And now we're back here. Just uh, I'm nursing a serious case of jingle bells. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, now we're just watching our SAG screeners and farting. So yeah, I'm attempting to use my holiday thickness towards weightlifting. <laughs> It's going well so far. It's the one perk of the holiday thickness. Oh, my God. You just feel strong as a bull and just as smelly. So fun. But, uh, yeah, I thought this would be a fun opportunity to um, Nika, who was on the show, and uh, Neil, who was on the show, and I and so many of our friends always like to, uh, when possible, make New Year's a time for ritual and for reflection and intention setting, not necessarily resolutions. I I feel like it's such a buzzword in the like, you know, millennial zeitgeist to be like, which one? Huh? Which one is? I just feel like being like, oh, it's no longer resolutions. It's intentions. Like, cause resolutions kind of usually go by the wayside and they imply a result. I, I don't think I, I asked this in the last one, but, um, and this may seem like a silly question, but am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Fuck that. You like resolutions? No. Who cares? Like whether it's intention or resolution. Yeah. Well, I mean, syntax is important. Syntax is important. Absolutely. Not even syntax, I guess. But, but... all the same. Fuck yourself. <laughs> if if you're going to, if that's 
how nitpicky you're going to be. No, because I think a lot of people think that resolutions kind of dissipate because they imply a result. They're usually something like, I'm going to go to the gym more. And then after two weeks, people are like, "Mm, no. That's your own damn fault. Yeah. It was, it's not because you're saying, oh, you know, if I, if that was an intention and not a resolution, I would have kept going. Yeah. Well, all that aside, let's talk about our 2019. So we've we've officially been in Los Angeles for a year. Um, what do you think? What have you learned from this year? What have I learned from this? Yeah. Year? Oh God. What are some of your biggest lessons? Um, a huge lesson for me was that uh, the toiling that I do over my own bank account <laughs> is fairly meaningless. It has its purpose, but the amount of toil that I had in 2018 concerning it was pretty useless. I gave myself an exorbitant amount of stress and probably added more gray hairs to my head, worrying about the number in my bank account. And maybe that was because I was earning more money than I ever had at that time. But come 2019, we were thrust into a completely different situation and I made a fraction of what I made in 2018 and I'm still alive. I'm not currently dying of anything. Not really wanting for much. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. We're absolutely fine. And have a great life. Yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, it was a lesson in not worrying about things that don't really matter at the moment. Mm. And something that I don't have a lot of control over I knew when I moved here that I was probably going to make less money because I'd have to get established here. Um, And the first few months were tough, especially because right when we got here, immediately I got very ill. Um, (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out exactly what it was, but I'm fairly certain based on a little article that I read that I caught the mumps, which is a little weird because I, I have you know, an MMR vaccination. But I read some article saying that uh, a, like a radical case of the mumps that uh, could bypass your average MMR vaccination was going around Southern California. Wow. And how else could I explain the fact that half of my face looked like a lion? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. That was crazy. And then during that time, which oh, whoa, it was about a week and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. And you had a really high fever. Yeah, I was just bedridden while you just toiled away working. <laughs> I was like, the control is gone. Oh, my God. Just give up. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I think that my biggest lessons of 2019, I I mean, I've said this 10,000 times, and I feel like on many um, platforms, but I've learned that, like, really, if it feels heavy in my body or to for me to think about like just drop it Hmm. who cares like I think that I um have spent a lot of time like holding on to things out of duty or obligation or guilt or whatever and now I'm like oh man if it makes me feel like kind of sick to my stomach or if it just feels like old hat or I don't know just noticing how um relationships with people, day jobs, um, habits, if they feel kind of shitty in my body, then like rethink it. Now, and I accept the answer might be no in this forum, Uh but are you able to give an example? Yeah, for sure. Like I think um, day jobs, absolutely. You know, for me, the nannying full-time thing, um, this year when we first got here and, you know, John was sick, I, I kind of said, oh, I don't want a nanny anymore. And then, uh, these jobs just fell into my lap and they're with great people. And, you know, I still will go over and babysit for some of these people every now and again, but I was just in this pattern of, um, nannying and it made me not feel so great as much as I loved the kids and like would have moments of laughter every day. Like it really felt um, heavy and sad. And I just kept being like, oh, well, it's great money for the time being. And, um, I think that as a result, I started living in this land of, oh, well, 
when I get the acting job and when this works out, then I won't be doing this anymore. And it's like, or you could choose to not do this anymore now. And then you'll probably attract the acting jobs faster. Um, also, you know, like I, I, I talked about this on another, um, podcast that I was a guest on, but, um, parting ways with a manager, you know, I had this manager who was wonderful, like such, like not a bad manager, really great, but just in my body during our exchanges, it wouldn't always feel, it felt a little bit forced or I didn't feel super comfortable. And, um, I think that my gut knew like this just isn't the thing anymore and there's nothing wrong with that, but it took me so long to get up the gumption to have that conversation. And when I did, it was easy and light and no problem. And as soon as I let that part of my team go, the next manager came in so quickly and has been such a game changer and has like upped my auditions and I've booked, yeah. And I hadn't booked in three years or nearly three years. And I had, I've had three jobs since August, you know, not anything huge, but it's enough to be, to feel back in the game. And so the lessons for me have definitely been like, pay attention to how everything feels in my body. And that sounds so like woo woo, but it's, yeah, if it feels not right in my gut, then I really need to pay attention to that and have the courage to um, talk about it and maybe ditch it sooner. Yeah. What's crazy too is that um, to think about, now you have a pretty good idea if you had stayed with your previous manager. Mm Mm-hmm how 2019 would have uh, panned out for you. Yeah. But you would never have known if you had stayed with that manager right. what it would be like had you gotten somebody else. Right. And like to to your point, I think that um, another aspect of the lesson that I was talking about is that I think I got really comfortable with um, with even if things were uncomfortable or I didn't like them, that's what was known. And so I was like, oh, well, okay, cool. I think that on a subconscious level, we get really comfortable with just what we're used to, even if it's awful. You know what I mean? It's like people with um, abusive relationships or, or anything that isn't working, you just get used to it. And it's really scary to break out of something you're used to, even if it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Generally speaking, any situation you find yourself in where you're like, well, this is all I've got at the moment. Yeah. Probably not good. And it's just not true. And it's so funny. I don't like it, but it's all I have. You, you're so good at reminding me of that. I don't know. You, uh, you could probably use some reminders for yourself sometimes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but you're, you've always been like, if you think there's something better than there probably is. And yeah. this was for the most part in terms of day jobs. But yeah, I usually say that in terms of just like. But I think in terms of anything. It, you're right. It's just so applicable for me when it comes to day jobs. And you're absolutely right. I should apply to more facets of my life. Right. Well, that was lessons from 2019. We're coming into a new decade. Fucking crazy. Insane. So let's talk about what what happened to us in this decade. We started grad school where we met in 2010. Yep. So we've gone to grad school. We've become professional actors. We got married. We got married. We We got engaged. We got married. Both moved to New York in 2010 we did, and yeah. then moved to LA in this decade. So we've lived on two coasts. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Full circle. Yeah. We, uh, before meeting each other, were California kids, mm-hmm. but met in New York. Estab- yeah, lived in New York for nearly the whole decade. Yeah. And then near the very end of the decade, have made our way back to home. Yep. And are attempting to create our own home. Yeah. What do you think, uh, what are you most proud of that you've done in the past decade? And what are you excited to let go of? Oh, man. It's very... It can be a lot of things. Yeah, I don't think there's any one particular thing that I can grasp onto and say, this is my proudest moment. Just list them. I think just the entirety of uh, being a professional actor in New York and now completely switching gears and coming out here and working has been a huge accomplishment for me. Um, I didn't have a great deal of expectations when I got out here to LA, uh, in terms of booking work, but it's, uh, it's happened in less than a year's time. So I'm very proud of that. And just a general 
adulting pride that I have. I think when it comes to looking forward to the next year or the next decade, all I really want to do is just go further in my life. Never look back on a year and go like, wow, I really took a step back there in terms Mm. of my adult life. Um, What do you mean by adult life? um, I mean, just what I see is the process of growing up and growing wiser. Okay. Um, you know, I feel like each year that's gone by since this decade began, I've made strides toward my life goals. And I just want to keep going forward. I don't want to go backwards or laterally. I just want to do at least one major thing that makes me feel like I'm getting closer. I think that's easy. That's just awareness. Yeah. I mean, obviously, sometimes things happen that are out of our control. Um, life happens and, you know, things can set you back. But I feel like just having the awareness of what your goal, intention, resolution, whatever you want to call it is, um, that makes it possible. Yeah. Another thing that comes to mind is that, um, and this may be uh, an obtuse way of thinking about it, but I I don't think I look back at really anything in this decade that fills me with shame. Yeah, that's great. I don't like, man, you want to talk about, uh, the early post high school years, a lot of shame, (laughs) a lot of shame looking back and, Oh God, what was I thinking? (laughs) But yeah, 2010 to 2020. And look, I still have, you know, a day to totally F it up. But, um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I feel very good about the decisions I made in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. There are tiny little things where I'm like, well, I could have gone about that a little bit differently, but it's not worth, you know, beating myself up over. So nothing major you want to leave behind? Um, I mean, I want to leave the decade behind. That's it. Bye. I'm, yeah. I, I want to look at it and say a lot of really wonderful thing things happened. And uh, those will always be in the, um, the background of my memory, but it's a new time. Mm-hmm. So let's see where we go from here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't think of anything major that I want to leave behind. I feel very good about the past 10 years. Great. Um, if I, okay, I, how about this? Um, the first three years of the decade were, uh, were our final years of training as actors. Mm-hmm. And look, you never stop training. Mm-hmm. You never stop learning. But, um, the final three years of training that will cost us a great deal of money for a very long time. Yeah. Um, that I want to leave behind. I want to leave behind the idea that uh, I'm a student and really embrace like, no, you, you're a professional now. Great. And I think I did that a bit in um, this past decade, but I certainly had moments where I felt less than. Mm. Where I would question like, uh, yeah, are you really a professional? Mm-hmm. Um, the joke I always like to make when I'm looking at anything astrological mm-hmm. is um, when anything is ever mentioned about my career, I'm always like, but how do the stars know that my career isn't my day job? As far as they know, they look down on me and see me doing you know, catering work. It's up and, to you. And they're like, that's that's his career, right? It's how he Forget makes... the stars. It's up to you. Yeah. So I always laugh at that idea. When I'm, it's like, uh, th- great things are going to happen in your career very soon. I'm like, I, God, I hope they're talking about acting. <laughs> yeah. For me... I'm just thinking about your grandfather now being like, well, that crap isn't real. Oh, my God. I know. My grandpa was not into the astrology. I think the things that I'm most proud of in 2010 are the uh, relationships that I have made and held on to. And, um, you know, I think that I have maintained some really close friendships with people from high school and college, but I made some of my like loves of my life friends in grad school and I met you and I'm very proud of our marriage and our relationship. We will have been dating for eight years in like 10 days. It's crazy. Yes. Very proud of that. Um, I'm really proud of my courage. I think that 
there were times, you know, as I was saying earlier that I wish I would have had courage faster, but I think I've been really courageous. I think as much as it's uh, crazy that we're in all this debt, we it was a very courageous choice for us to choose to go to grad school, to move to New York, to do those things. Um, I'm very proud of the courage that I have had to go to every single audition, like hundreds of auditions over the past decade. Um, and um, yeah, I'm... I'm proud of the ways in which I've grown. I think it's it's easy to look back at a year and be like, ugh, I don't know what I did. But a decade, you're like, wow, I've learned a lot and I've grown up a lot. I left my 20s and entered my 30s. I, um, yeah, I'm I'm very proud of that. And I am I'm proud of the education. And I'm proud, as you're saying, I'm very proud to be a professional actor. And I'm proud yeah. to still be pursuing this dream there have definitely been times especially towards the end of the last decade where you're mentioning shame where I felt shame like why am I still trying to do this is God trying to tell me that I'm not supposed to do this like you know not working for three years was difficult and made me question everything but I'm proud that I have always listened to my heart about it and I, I know I mean we went and saw Little Women last night which was very magical and I'm sitting there and I'm just like yeah this is what I'm supposed to do I think part of that too is because the shame thing. Yeah. The difference being that I started this decade at 27 years old. Yeah. And you started at 21, right? 22. 22. Bad husband. No, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You started 21, Yeah. Right? Yeah. In 2010? Mm-hmm. Okay. I knew I was right. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, you're ending at 31 and I'm ending at 37. Yeah. 21. Wow. That, I mean, if look, if you don't have some form of shame in your early 20s then god bless you for being so enlightened good for you good, yeah. good for you <laughs> but yeah most most of us normal folks yeah yeah it's it's just like a shame a thon mm-hmm. during those early 20 years mm-hmm. so yeah that's that it's interesting to see the difference um what are you leaving behind i'm leaving behind um Kind of what I said before, sticking with anything um, out of duty or feeling like I owe some, I don't know, penance or something. That you owe anyone? Yeah, that I owe anyone anything for sure. Um, I am leaving behind, I'm attempting to leave behind people pleasing because people pleasing doesn't help me and actually it's just me being manipulative of other people <laughs> being like that. please like me so that i you know what i mean leaving there's a lot me. of that in my day job yeah i don't want to do that leaving behind people pleasing um i think i would really like to leave behind expectations of um of the present moment of how i think things are gonna go anything like that obviously I I want to have intentions and goals but I've noticed that I can get very unhappy when I'm constantly measuring what I'm doing in this moment or where I'm at right now with my expectation honestly I've I've noticed if I have any pattern that it always turns out better than I think it's going to it's just never as fast as I want it to so um, I don't want to spend any more moments making myself unhappy measuring against the ruler of my expectations. I want to, um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's something you're already doing pretty well with. Thank uh, you, babe. No, seriously. I, I think the earlier part of these past 10 years, there was a lot of, and you know, it's, I think it's pretty normal to feel this way, mm-hmm. but just anytime the phrase when this or when blank happens, yeah. I will be blank. Oh my God, no way. And the funny thing is, I think that we all get so stuck in that, but then you're not going to manifest anything you want. Like, you know, I don't really believe in all that, um, you know, be in the vibration stuff, but if you want things to come to you quickly, make peace with the present moment, find joy right now, and then watch watch yourself become a literal magnet. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, I was doing it yesterday. I feel like, you know, we're in a, to talk about all the stuff my grandpa doesn't believe in, we're in a in the middle of three eclipses at the beginning of the year. We're in Capricorn season. I get a little blue around the holidays. I don't, I definitely cried before we left. I get like, 
um, kind of nostalgic and anxious at the same time, which is uh, a one-way ticket to not be in the present moment. But I realized that, wow, another year is passing. And, um, you know, we only get so many of these in this lifetime anyway. I don't know if I'm going to come back. I think I've been here before. I think we all have. But, um, you know, only get so many more with your family members and um you know, it makes me remember my childhood and then how far I am from my childhood and makes me realize that I, you know, lately I've been like, oh my God, these are such big questions, but like, do we, do I want to have kids? But I'm like, no, especially around the holidays, it does make me kind of yearn for the days when I do have my own children to share Christmas with. And it's just, you know, big stuff, but Paige has got a lot of big feelings. I do. I, I, I came upon her one night you were laying on this couch that we're sitting on right now, <laughs> shedding some tears. <laughs> Just got to let it out. <laughs> I was going to say like, and this is a fairly normal occasion. And that's, and that's not entirely true. But enough so that I was just like, hey, what are you feeling right now? What's going on? And you had said, I just get really sad around the holidays because I start to think about how few I may have left with my family. Mm-hmm. And my initial response wasn't like oh you you just can't think that way it's not helpful it was me starting to question myself like well i don't think that way damn <laughs> which is not entirely true i i definitely look at the mortality of the rest of my family and go oh how much time do i have left but then a little part of my brain just does say like wait don't that's not quite the right way to think about it if you want to be a a happy person uh most days but, you know, we talked through it and I, I was definitely uh, in admiration of the way you thought because I'm like, well, it's just so beautiful how you think about these things. Oh, thanks. It's so beautiful. I had to cry about it. And and there was more crying to be had when we left. <laughs> I, know. I, I think that's adorable, though. <laughs> without, without fail, every time you say goodbye to your grandparents, you cry. I could cry right now just thinking about it. Let's move on. She's got a lot of <laughs> Sorry, Shakespeare. Oh, he was Aww, so peaceful. He was. Uh, very proud of how what good cat parents we have. Oh. Or what good cat parents we Yeah, I'm proud of, of how we take care of these cats also. Yeah. Um, Even though they give us... Well, they, they give us a lot in return. Yeah. I was going to say what little they give us in return. Uh, that's not true at all. They give us so much. They just also happen to give us... Um, a lot of scratches yeah. on our bodies and uh, cat poop. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you clean. think worked in 2019? For us or for me? What Both. For yourself, I Whatever. guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know when it happened but or when it, I realized it, but there was some point in the past decade or what will be the past decade that... I just try to focus on being a happy person on in my day to day. Like, what do I need to do to be just happy with who I am and where I am in my life and the people that are around me? And when I started going towards that, it just all kind of happened very easily for me. And sure, I had setbacks and things that uh, diverted me from that path, like, you know, focusing on my finances more than I should. Um, But that works for me. Just sort of unconsciously striving towards just being a happy person in my day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Um, This might kind of go against what a lot of people uh, do when they're planning. Like, you know, people always ask, what's your your five-year plan, your 10-year plan? And we certainly got a a healthy dose of that in grad school. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have five-year increment plans. Otherwise, you're just not focused on anything. And there's a part of me that totally agrees with that. I just don't think you need to obsess over it. And you also need to be okay with, if you have a five-year plan and you don't fully accomplish it, that's okay because mm-hmm. you were striving towards it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you accomplished part of it at least and that's something to be proud of. Yeah. Um, and what it did for me was made, made me uh, goal-oriented enough to be content, to be happy, 
but not beat myself up when certain aspects of it weren't accomplished Mm -hmm. because I strove for it. Yeah. It's still there. Mm -hmm. I can still strive for it. Yeah. It didn't go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was very vague, but it made sense to me. Yeah. Well, I think what worked for me was uh, learning how to, I guess, say no to things. Yeah. Um, even if, you know, even if it wasn't specifically saying no to something, but just, uh, like I've said, dropping things. Um, I think this move worked for sure. It did. It was not easy in the beginning, but, um, I definitely think that it worked. Feels so good to be here. And, um, I love, I mean, even just the holidays, having, easier access to our family feels so healing and important. Absolutely. Um, and I think, uh, not being afraid of, of being big or being too much or trusting that, uh, things that fall away are a blessing. They're not something to mourn. (laughs) Like I think that that worked. Yeah. Actually, now that I brought that up, we do have a question, an audience question. Oh, that's what you're doing on your phone. Yeah. Um, The question is, can y'all talk about the fear slash discomfort of those first few months and how you grappled with the unknown? Was it more exciting or scary or what? But um, what what did it feel like? Okay. So going back to 2018 where I was all too focused on... the number of my bank account because that was a certain level of comfort for me to be like, no matter what financial issue comes up for us, I've got us. Mm-hmm. We're, we're fine. You got that Western mail provider gene. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, I had to let go Just of a blessing and a curse. Yes. For both of us. And luckily for me, I had to give up control of that because I knew moving here that it probably wouldn't take me too long to get established in my day job, but it was going to be tough. It just was. Um, As long as I accepted that from the onset, I knew everything would be okay. Now, I did find day job work very quickly, but it just wasn't quite the way it was in New York. It wasn't as frequent. It didn't pay as much. Um, And come March... I remember very specifically being like, I'm working one day this month. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and you were working quite a bit in, yeah. your, in your day job mm-hmm. stuff. But you had two babysitting gigs. Yeah. And as you mentioned before, it was, you eventually had to come to terms with being like, this is not I something that I can do full time. It's actually not helping me. It's actually hindering me in my art because it's not making me feel good it's not making me feel beautiful light creative (laughs) and it's reminding me you know I think obviously I talked about it earlier but me dealing with like okay actually having the question of like do I want to be a mother and it was like wow I've been doing this for like nearly a decade watching other people's children and I love it and I love these kids but like I'm wondering if I'm gonna have the energy to do this myself (laughs) if I don't take a break from it So it was a moment for both of us where you were providing most of the income at that point. And I was having to let go of me not being the provider. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you were letting go of providing so much Mm -hmm. because you were like, the process of doing this makes me feel like garbage. Mm -hmm. So both of us had to be like, all right, we're scared of what's going to happen if both of us work less or work less at the things that we don't want to be doing on the day-to-day. And I don't think that either of us were really uh, super cognizant of just how embedded in New York we were. I mean, we had been there for nearly a decade. We had this entire network of people from school. Then we had our networks of people from work. You know, I had all the beautiful families that I had worked for who in many ways become support systems and become um, so much. And then you had your great catering companies and your friends and had a really good support system yeah and I think coming out here we didn't realize how and even industry stuff like I 
I didn't realize how much bigger it is. That said, I'm very proud of how we've done in the industry out here. I think that your auditions have been, um, you know, so much more and we've both worked, but it took a minute and I was so used to being able to get into most rooms in New York and that just was not the case out yeah. here. If, if we think about our first year in New York outside of grad school and the struggles that were related to that, mm -hmm. it makes me feel a lot better looking at our first year in LA. And people kept being like, it takes a, a year or two to get really, really um, integrated to LA. So be patient. We kept reminding ourselves of that, but I think we're both very ambitious and it's a huge blessing, but I think sometimes it can, it can make it yeah. hard to be present and grateful. And I think that some of the best dates that we've gone on, because we really do try to date, you know? That's what they say. Yeah. Keep dating. But I think some of the best dates that we've gone on are ones where we've been like, asked this question that I just asked, like, what's working? What's working in our life? And when we think about that, we're like, oh, I'm good. All that bullshit that I'm complaining about, those are really things I don't have control over anyway. So yeah. why am I wasting a moment where young and beautiful and in love and surrounded by so many great people living in a great city? What What is there to bitch about? Yeah. Um, the overarching feeling for me when anything fear-related comes up that I just remind myself is that you will be all right. Yeah. You have, do you have your health? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you have a support system of some kind? Yes. You will be all right. Mm -hmm. Well, we've talked a lot about the past uh, decade and the past year, but let's talk about 2020. Okay. What is your um, word of choice? Resolutions. Oh, my word Intentions. Of like, what do you, what do you want to set? Oh, speaking of word though, actually, I'm very inspired by my friend Gia Croveton, who was also on this podcast. She, for the past, I think two or three years, she sets a word for herself that kind of will come to her. And I've been trying to do it for myself, but it's, um, I feel like I could pick too many, but, um, we can talk about that also. If one comes to you, like she's like, I'm just going to call you out, Gia. She's used like surrender or expansion or like just a word to set the tone for the year. But do you have intentions, resolutions? What are they? This may come off as kind of boring, but really the only word that comes to mind is live. Mm. Just live. Be present. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that works very well for me. Mm -hmm. Just live. Mm -hmm. Great. What about intentions or... Anything like that? Well, yet again, make them off as kind of boring. But um, because when you asked me, like, what was working, and I, I feel like a lot did work for me in uh, this past decade, especially in this past year, because I, I did have to uh, let go of so much. Looking back, I'm like, yeah, it all it all worked, especially all the letting go that I had to do. Mm, letting so go, <laughs> seriously. I just have a feeling that... The first few years of this decade is going to encompass a lot more letting go. Mm -hmm. I can already think of a couple instances. Um, and knowing that going into it makes me feel a lot better about it. When, uh, I feel like the, the punches that you don't see coming are the ones that hit you the hardest. Mm -hmm. If you can kind of anticipate some of the struggles that you may or may not have, I think it helps a lot. And I might not know exactly what these struggles look like or the uh, intensity that they possess, but just knowing that they're there and that they're probably going to come around a certain time is is helpful for me. Um, all this to say... I was going to say that's kind of counterintuitive to the live thing, I feel like. I don't... I'm, I'm not sure. Hmm. How, how do you mean? Say more. I just feel like anticipating... You can't really anticipate things. Okay, it's it. For me, it's a, a light anticipation. Like I know that there are going to be struggles. Mm -hmm. So, as long as I know that the, this next decade is not going to be the quintessential like, oh, everything's going to change for me. That you're going to encounter some of the same problems that you're still working on. Of course, on. yeah. That that's is what it. Just take it all in stride. Yeah. Um, all this to say, when you asked, um, I mean, what was the question exactly? 
what um what are your intentions resolutions anything for 2020 i'm continuing to focus on the things that are working for me mm-hmm. and try to keep improving on the things that aren't quite working for me mm. and that's general i know but i try to keep my intentions kind of loosey-goosey because when i get really specific then it feels more more goal oriented for me mm-hmm. which sets me up for a lot of disappointment then you have expectations and disappointment exactly yeah great i think that my intentions for 2020 are i i really do want to focus on expansion for sure and just I think um, allowing expansion, it it sounds counterintuitive, but I think a lot of the time we can kind of close ourselves off from it and be like, no, that feels different. I don't want to do that. Like up leveling and expanding, it's not comfortable. Like the end result might be exactly what you wanted, but it's not a comfortable path to get there. So um, trying to ditch fear around expansion, around new things. Um, I would like to read more for sure. That's something that's within my control. I used to read like 25 books a year and now I'm doing like seven. I would definitely like to read more. Um, what else? Yeah, more more surrender, more letting go because I think... Like I said, it always turns out better than I think it's going to. So let me not white knuckle it. Um, You know, in terms of the acting stuff, I think any uh, rejection is sort of protection and being really aware of the fact that everything that's happening to me is happening for me. And it's all because there's a, a higher purpose and the best possible path and keeping focused on that. That's not to say I don't want to ever bypass um, pain or disappointment. You kind of just have to go through that. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, really holding tight to my faith and nurturing my faith. Um, I would like to keep going with this podcast to have more fun with it, to get inspiring people. And um yeah, I just want to keep growing. Yeah. I think growth, which again, is it's not always the most comfortable thing in the world, but it's amazing. Yeah. Saying yes to the growth. Thinking of another one. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever uh, people in New York talk to us about moving back to California, moving to LA specifically, um, I remember constantly saying like... Th- such a big thing for me is that I get to be close to my family again for the first time in nearly 10 years. So, uh, this year I did get to see more of my family than I usually do, but I'd like to expand on that. I just like to have uh, a stronger connection with my family. That's great. At the very least, just speak to them more. That is something that I think I look back on. I always am like, ah, God, I just don't, talk to my family enough Mm -hmm. um so that's something i I, I think i need to improve upon i also i i feel very proud of i think i did a great job of this last year but always fostering community yeah fostering more community figuring out more ways for us to um be social in a meaningful way i think that's something that i would like to do i'd like to get better at um keeping plants I see thriving. you looking at those plants. Yeah, I would really like to get better at that. I mean, they're doing fine, but I want to learn more about it. I want to learn more about plants. Yeah. I'll I'll strive to um, be more accepting of your green thumb. Thank you. No problem. Thanks uh, for that. For, for those who don't know, which I don't know why you would know, um, I have very funny feelings about your need um, to have so many plants. Yeah, well. I, I think mean, it's the protector in me for our cats. Oh, they're fine. But we we have one plant here that is potentially poisonous to them. So many plants are poisonous to animals. If they were to eat a lot of it. But let me tell you, these cats love them some salad. Yeah, they do. They just, whenever we're not paying attention to them, they will just start munching on these things. Yep. And it worries me. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. We can put it up high. We just need more floating shelves. My other intention is to put more floating shelves in this apartment. Yes, I can see that. (laughs)
Um, okay, well, I'm wondering, should we pull some animal spirit cards for 2020? Fuck yeah. Live. Right meow. All right, let's get to this. Okay. I love to use oracle cards as um, inspiration. I think that, you know, I don't really think anything can, I don't really believe in sort of future predicting per se. I think that we do have free will, but I do like astrology and oracle cards and things like that for the archetypes. Do Do you want to kind of explain the animal spirit cards? Yeah, so this is the Animal Spirit deck. For those who don't be knowing. The artist is named Kim Kranz. Um, The company is called The Wild Unknown. Uh, I started with her tarot deck back in the day, and she just this year released another deck called The Archetype Deck, which I have not checked out yet, but I'm very interested. But as I was saying, archetypes. I do like cards. You can hear me shuffling them. Um, I said earlier that Um, because you were messing with the levels i was like i mean are we going for like full asmr maybe maybe because i was sipping coffee at that point i was like wow that's really loud yeah but i do i think it's helpful because i think that zodiac uh tarot any kind of oracle stuff they're just building on archetypes which is so similar to what we do in acting you learn so much about yourself and about humanity from studying um different archetypes and symbolism and it's all applicable and um the lessons and sort of downloads and um inspiration that you draw from them come from you and your connection to your life and everything that's going on around you so would you like to go first sure okay well hold on to that deck okay and um you know Ask it whatever you want to ask it in terms of what do I need in 2020? What's going to help me in 2020? Whatever feels good to you. Mm-hmm. And then you can cut the deck three ways, put it back together, and you can pick the one on top. Got it. I am cutting the deck and putting it back together. All right. Now you can pick the card. From anywhere. If you want to spread them out and look at them, you're welcome to do that. Or you can pick the one on top. Whatever feels good to you. There's no wrong way to do it. I think I'm going to spread it out. Cool. Sorry if you can hear our neighbors talking. Because it just didn't feel right doing the bottom or the top. There you go. It just wasn't. I just got to spread them out and take a look and see which one is calling to me. Mm -hmm. And I found it what we got we got ooh, the tiger the tiger so in this deck there are uh that's a beautiful card it's so pretty right that's the other thing about cards is like yeah you can get the words and do all that all you want but it's also about like just how the imagery speaks to you it looks very much like the little cat sitting right next to me oh it does look like a big shaky yeah so there are the actually five elements for this deck there's earth water air fire and then there's the ether so there are like seven which is kind of like major arcana but this is a fire card right yeah it sure looks like it okay what did you ask it i just asked it to show me the thing that would be most useful for me in the coming years okay so ease and darkness seems like what is that does, how does that speak to you? That mean to me it means um, don't be afraid of the unknown. Great, we love that. Yeah, which is I think a lifelong lesson for me. Yeah. Because I don't like the unknown. Yeah, I, I mean, li- who does? It's really not comfortable. I like planning shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Tiger. I also think it's interesting because we were talking about how like you want to shed the like obsession with the bank account and like that western mail provider thing the bad aspects of it the good aspects of it are amazing yeah but like being being in balance with just taking what's helpful of it and throwing away what is uh hindering my life okay your turn my turn shuffle shuffle my turn do we got more is that another question no okay is it bullshit? No, it's not. Maybe. He's talking about my phone lighting up. 
because when it lights up, it's like the Northern Lights. <laughs> it is so bright. Okay, ask your question. Okay. She is um. cutting up the deck three ways. Okay, I'm just going to take the top card here. Are you? Is that yep. what feels right? Yep. All right. Oh, wow. It is the sea serpent. The sea serpent. Should I read? Yes. I love this. I think this is very apropos. Fancy. Yeah. I mean, what I'm getting from this is just to get in touch, to stay in touch with creativity, with the divine feminine. It all comes from the same place. Feminine, watery, creative energy. The true self. And this is all, to me, this is so about flow and not about overthinking things, about trusting the flow, about expressing freely. And if there are any blocks, uh, get rid of them real quick. Do your best. Badass. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that was a fun little ritual. It was. Yes. We are wishing you all a beautiful 2020. Um, I encourage you to think about what you have accomplished in the past decade. It's probably a lot and you'll probably be really proud of yourself. And I just want to say that I sometimes get really sad and anxious around um, at the end of the year because I, I feel like um, it feels like a, like a full stop but then it's not. And really this is just all so fluid. So you're taking everything that you've learned and everything that is right now with you and um, where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. And you're doing great. Yeah. You're doing great to all my creatives out there. I just want to say um, thanks for being in this space with me. If you um, have anything that you would like to share or contribute to this space, let me know if there's any way that it can help you let me know. Um, but yeah, I just want to say at the end of this year, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. You have a lot more control than you think you do and you're doing great. And whatever troubles that you find yourself in, whatever is causing you sadness, depression, guilt, shame, whatever, anger, remember that it may seem really oversimplified, but you're still alive. Yeah, and it's it's all leading you toward toward your higher purpose. Yeah, you still have a chance to keep going, striving towards what you want. Yeah. Even if it may be hard. Yeah. I love you, babe. I love you too. And we love you guys. I think it goes without saying that one of my greatest intentions, but it, I can't simply... Um, put it in the category of what I want to do for next year or the next 10 years is that I just always want to become a better husband. Oh, amen. I always want to, I always ask every day, how can I, how can I love you better? And usually it's by loving ourselves better. Yes. <laughs> I, I totally Taking agree good care of yourself so that you can be, take care of everyone else. Yeah. Be a better partner. Yeah. All right. Happy 2020 guys. Let us know all of your intentions. Let us know how we can hold space for you and um enjoy the new decade damn it's uh, I, like why does it not feel like it's gonna be a new decade because it's all just a continuum it's just like tomorrow and then the next day and then the next day i just would have uh, like I, I remember very specifically when the it was the turn of the century but because that was such an immense thing y2k but i feel like 2010 ha held more weight to it than 2020 mm. 2020. 2020 is insane. 2020 is the goddamn future. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like even when we were kids, if we talk about like 2020, that's insane. I'm going to be a million years old. Oh my gosh. No, the answer there was 37, John. <laughs> you will be 37, which at the time felt like a million years yeah, ago. Seriously. All right, blank pagers. Happy New Year. Happy fucking New Year. Bye. Friends, thank you so much for tuning into the Blank Page Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to the show, rate, review, and if you have a friend you think might benefit from these conversations, let them know about it. Spread the word. 
Let's create a community where we lift each other up, support each other through the shitty times, and celebrate each other's wins. Please let me know if there's any way that I can support you in your journey. Thanks so much for listening and have a beautiful day.